Hello and welcome. My guest is singer-songwriter Henry Jameson. He fronted the band The Milkman's Union for several years while living in Maine. He's back in Burlington, Vermont, where he just released his album The Wilds under his own name. We met up backstage at Johnny Brenda's before a show opening for Caroline Rose. Here's the rains from this session. And the trees blow around In the gathering gale As I loose my bloodhound Upon the trail And the rains came heavy from the north They were all outside But I was not I was in the kitchen looking out over the fields Standing in the doorway, the doorway Watching the lightning and the trees sway Singing I be mine, I be mine And the rains came heavy from the north They were in their little boats But I was not I was in bed And I pillow-bite In my dream I sleepwalk And I drink a beer Doris Day at the cafe down the block So drink your beer And drink your coffee In the fear Of the great nothing Thank you. Thanks. It was especially anguished. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also fits the environment, this cra- cramped environment the, that the we're ang- standing the in the door. The anguish we feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for several years, you were performing with the Milkman's Union. I was, yes. And I'm wondering what it is that led you to end that project and start performing under your uh, birth name, I guess. Oh, right for the... <laughs> Right for the gut. <laughs> uh, well, I never get that question because very few people know about that. Oh. But you do. Uh, <laughs> we can abandon this it? one if you no, want. No, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, there's like the very personal answer and the more, um, I would say it was circumstance 
Okay. And uh, that is a very vague answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But you know, it was it was time for me to realize various things. Time for me to grow up in certain ways, and I needed my life basically needed to fall apart. Mm. You know, within reason. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, extremely privileged, but within those parameters of uh, privilege, mm-hmm. I my life, you know, band broke up interpersonal things Mm -hmm. I guess and like circumstance my money had run out I couldn't really maintain my life while still being uh, such a moron (laughs) (laughs) so and I broke up with my girlfriend I moved back home from Maine and um, sort of yeah re well basically thought about how to do this and uh, had other failed attempts as well Mm -hmm. after that so there's yeah it's a long story I guess well, it sounds like so far there's a pretty good result. I mean, would you agree that you're, again, this might be too personal, but it seems like know. you're doing a lot of great things and you've had a lot of success I so mean, far. I, you know, I'm now finally consistently touring and putting out records. So that's mm-hmm. like, that was my goal. That was my first goal and that was hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> in a lot of ways it was because I wasn't ready. Like I didn't understand so much about it mm-hmm. um, that other people seemed to understand earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm learning quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was going to ask about your moving around and, um, you know, I think you're originally from Vermont, mm-hmm. uh, you were in Maine and back in Vermont. Yep. And I feel like both of these places have really awesome music scenes. And I wanted to ask if you feel like your surroundings, the people around you have affected the way you write or the way you create. Um, well, I was much, I would say I don't want, well, you don't need to quantify it, but I was much, much more involved in the Portland, Maine mm-hmm. scene than I am uh, in the Burlington scene. Uh, something about Burlington, I love Burlington. Something about my music in Burlington doesn't seem to always mesh, and I think that's largely my fault. Like, I could do a lot more work there, playing shows and um, being about town. Mm-hmm. But now when I'm there, I really am basically uh, at home cooking or reading recovering um so i'm playing at higher ground and then i don't even know when i'll play there again but Mm -hmm. uh so i mean i have many musician friends well not many but you know a handful of musician friends in burlington and it's a good community and i sort of dip in and out of it i guess Mm -hmm. it seems like you have more time I mean, I think it makes sense that, you know, for a while you would have more time to actually focus on yourself and focus on your art and personal time mm-hmm. than, you know, playing shows and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's also just the uh, not saturating the market or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's like there's the business side of it, which means that you basically don't play the same place, you know, mm-hmm. within a few months at least. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the... um uh, Milkman's Union songs are still part of like the Henry Jameson canon. Yeah, I mean, there. That's sort of one thing about the Milkman's Union is that it was sort of. I mean, within a certain spectrum, it was kind of all over the map. Like, I was very into Deerhoof. I was always very into like more poppy, folky country people like Ryan Adams, and um, so I wanted to write a song like Ryan Adams, and then I wanted to write a song like Deerhoof. I was much better at writing a song like Ryan Adams. <laughs> so the songs uh, from Milkman's Union Days that are a little more in that folk, a little angular maybe, or like with some um, 
intricacies, but like more in, you know, the vein of what I'm doing now, that feels like that's a straight shot through back to my teenage days actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. And then the, there were a couple releases, uh, during the Milkman's Union days that were, uh, under the name Henry Jameson. And I remember, uh, Varsity is one song that came out a long time ago. So how did it feel? That actually, I think you got somehow. (laughs) <laughs> and, other, and other people didn't. Oh, no, actually, we put it up on SoundCloud, and then we took it down. Yeah. But I that was going to be a whole other EP of solo recordings. Um, so, yeah, I did. Actually, my drummer encouraged me to do it, and I didn't really want to do it, but it turned out to be a very good thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I still love those songs. I'm, you know, maybe re- thinking about playing them again someday. Because mm, I remember there was the uh, Telos EP. Oh, yeah, Telos, yeah. Telos, okay. Yeah. And then that one was supposed to be on Telos 2. Mm-hmm, yep. And so, so first of all, how do you relate to the songs from the first one? Because those were all solo and acoustic. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it was written, well, back when I smoked marijuana <laughs> and I had Lyme disease in a bigger way. I felt like I was, I was smoking weed. I was... Uh, freaking out about my Lyme disease because I had all these crazy symptoms um and I would just be in my room like in this it felt like I was facing my mortality I mean I was like 22 23 or maybe through 24 uh so there was like a lot of raw energy for creating songs (laughs) and it was kind of like both uh I don't know yeah it was like it was a very a uh, fertile time. <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of back in another one though, so it's it's good. But there there have been dry spells, mm-hmm. but that was a big one for me. It sounds like um, I mean, would you say music is a sort of therapy for you? Because I feel like I mean, what do you, yeah. where do you think you would be in these situations if you didn't have songwriting and music? Yeah, it's very hard to say because I basically am. It's it's uh, I'm very blessed to have a pretty straight you know, like unconscious to conscious, uh, highway. Um, so, I mean, it's basically like I have these troubles. I'm now without my even really quite knowing why. I mean, I don't know why exactly. It's not that I think, Oh, it would make me feel better to write a song. It's just kind of like song now (laughs) a little bit. So it's suddenly therapeutic. It's just, it's not anything I can like articulate very well. Do you feel like, um, you know, between The Rains, which was the EP that came out a little while ago, mm-hmm. and the last Milkman's Union uh, release, you were kind of taking some time to recharge and rework your style and things like that? I mean, that would be putting it very mildly. <laughs> it, was like, it was like trial and error mm-hmm. <clears throat> without knowing that that's what it was. Because So it was very painful in a lot of ways. Like a lot of... Um, Songs didn't exactly get thrown out. I mean, I guess some did. Some didn't survive. But many did, but they went through many, many versions with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't... I guess I wouldn't say that I shelved records, but I kind of made versions of things that I thought were the thing and I was really excited about. And then um, it just wasn't going to work out that way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... they're Basically, I feel like I should probably just, like, sit down and think about what happened to me. It's all kind of been... It's now it feels like a real um, ride. Then I am not thinking very much about how Mm -hmm. I got on the ride. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot happened. I mean, 
I wrote a lot of songs after I moved back to Burlington and then um, I got a manager and we were it was kind of like a bit of an A&Ring kind, kind of thing that happened mm-hmm. um, so it was good it's worked out mm-hmm. yeah. does that sound like sounds like you're on a good path I would say just from an mm-hmm. you know outsider. yeah but in the interim I was you know working at public schools for mm-hmm. two and a half years and you know like 40 hours and not make like making minimum wage <laughs> so <laughs> um do you want to play another song sure yeah. i'm gonna play a new one i think oh cool <clears throat> it's actually an old new one but it's on my new record cool. which won't be out forever <laughs> oh and the night falls now with somnolent mouth on the ether garden And the gardener stands with blood in his hands beside the stone And that's when I finally heard those voices Singing oh, oh. And Lucifer abides in her in the An arm on a sweet cheat gone, he cuts cold diamond. That's when I finally heard those voices singing all. mouth on the ether garden and the gardener stands with blood on his hands beside the stone and that's when I finally heard those voices singing You said you're working on another record? Uh, yes, I seem to have finished it. I've, I've oh, cool. said over and over there that I finished it. And then, <laughs> so people are kind of sick of hearing me say that. But, uh, well, actually, it's yeah, it's, it's not quite true that I've finished it. Um, but 11 out of the 12 tracks are mixed. Mm-hmm. Final mixes. <laughs> and cool. uh, one of them, I read it a little bit when I was in New York a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that needs a little more work, but... Um, something I've been thinking about in general, and I feel like this would be a really good question for you is, um, how much would you say the production on a song is, uh, married to the identity of that song? Like, you know, you have the Uh, solo acoustic versions and then the album versions. Uh, well I've been, this is probably like some sort of problematic thing actually for me. It actually has been a little bit, 
um, where I tend to think of the recording as the real thing and everything else is just some sort of like um, attempt at getting to that level of precision. Um, even though actually like in the band that was often not the case, like we had really good shows and the songs would sound especially good. And then it didn't always translate to recording. And then I'd say like on the record, I put out, there was almost too much precision in the sense of everything locked to a grid. And, um, so now I'm, it's like, I'm looking for this nuance where, first of all, now that I'm doing a lot of interviews, different sessions and stuff like videos and all that, it's always a different arrangement. And I'm starting to feel like there's a more fluid thing finally happening between me and the songs. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm obsessed with recording. I like want, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Cause like, that's the thing that, you know, that's the thing that lives longest. forever. So yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So, and for this past, the record that I just finished, it was, I mean, it's maximalist. It's like huge string arrangements. And, mm. um, you're talking about the new one that you're yeah, finishing up and like drums and tons of piano and yeah. And I like work really hard on all the songs and the ideas. And so that's kind of, it's like that record in particular is kind of like, this is like a creation and that's a recorded creation. Um, and then I'm excited to play those songs live. Cause I mean, it's probably going to need like a pretty big band and be like a lot, a lot more involved. Um, so I think, you know, then, I mean, my friends in the band cuddle magic are, they, oh, they're great. Yeah. They almost, they have this, what I would say is like maybe the other end of the unhealthy spectrum about <laughs> recording. Cause like they'll change arrangements just completely for on, on a bunch of songs for just for a tour. Yeah. And like some of those songs and those, certainly the arrangements will never be recorded. <laughs> so it's like ideas that last for a few weeks for a few people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're really good ideas and then they're just gone. <laughs> so, yeah. but I think I would like to strike some sort of balance between, uh, thinking that the recording is all and thinking that the live show is all. So mm-hmm. what drew you to the, um, production on this album that you just put out? Cause it's a lot different before it was, you know, either acoustic guitars or, mm-hmm. you know, electric guitars with drums and what drew you to the more electronic uh, well, beats? What I was saying is like about the, having the band before was awesome in many ways. And we like did a lot of things that I'm still proud of. Um, I always had a little bit of a fear of messiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then actually cuddle magic was a huge influence on me, like seeing the way that they, um, just because the drums were so tight there, it was basically like snare kick hi hat and like, beats like written beats mm-hmm. um not that my drummer was not writing beats it's just a different thing so i i had like a i guess a little bit of like a desire to um i go a little r&b or something like a little more production like in the pop sense um which you know worked in a lot of ways and didn't in others and uh i'm kind of moving away from that i think uh, but I, it's like a, it, I swung over to that side and so, yeah, just a balance, I guess now. And yeah. Um, there's a lot of references in your songs to she or like that girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, would you say these songs are, I don't know, romantic in some way or, or the opposite maybe? Oh, no, I mean, they're about particular people, mostly one person that's on that record. It's all she, she, she pretty much <laughs> all of them are except maybe two. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've left that behind. Yeah. The, I think, you know, my new record that, that there is that aspect, but I th- I'm hoping that I uh, successfully kind of um, pulled the camera out to yeah. a more macro scale. Yeah. Because like those songs are at the at its best. That sentiment I think is like a revering of the feminine in a way, mm-hmm. um, which is still going on, but it's like uh, just more sophisticated. I hope. Do you feel like the next record will be? almost like a response to that or maybe like a counter to it maybe i'd say it's just well i mean the thing is that it was conceived this new one is was conceived as a record as opposed to um sort of an obsessive period yielding a certain number of songs that then ended up on a record so the like the wilds the record is consistent almost like too consistent i think in that it it wasn't I guess at the very end I was writing songs knowing that it would be on the record. So that's not totally true, but it's, it wasn't in the same way. Like here are these ideas that I want to explore. Here are these songs that complement each other in ways that, you know, bring out aspects of the other ones, but also are just very distinct from each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, you make a lot of, uh, literary references. I feel like mm-hmm. it's almost like one of your, uh, I don't know, trademarks or something. And, do you feel like you are influenced by poets and authors as much as you are other musicians? Uh, yes, very different realms. And I, uh, but I feel like the poet poetry, well, I wouldn't even say that like I love poetry in general, but I love Rilke and certain poets, uh, Rainer Maria Rilke. Okay. He's like a German, um, and but that's actually a more recent thing. It's I I think that it's usually like the song, without it being like some sort of like project. It's it's that the song comes out of a sort of atmosphere of thought. So um, and it's like sounds and images would come to me from a certain sort of um, mixture of sentiment and more intellectual stuff uh uh, it's very yeah it's like it's happening just under the surface and it's Mm -hmm. like dipping down into it but i i do think like i sort of fill up that well uh with stuff from reading basically Mm -hmm. um i feel like life (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like you've talked about your music having very strong um imagery for you Mm -hmm. um so i'm like i would take that you know to be you have you know actual specific you know images in your mind which i guess is just a a repetition of what i just said but um does the thought of other people kind of applying their own um interpretations like how does that you know affect you what do you think of that Uh, i mean there's really not very much that I could do about it, even if I were trying to like control <laughs> control people. Uh, I mean, there it's not it's not so specific that I mean, like, okay, so I'm writing this song right now that's about a greenhouse, okay. and I'm like driving up to the greenhouse, getting out, 
going into the greenhouse looking for my father who's somewhere in this massive greenhouse so i i mean that's especially abstract or like especially strange like kind of surreal i didn't think oh this is what the song will be it'll be a song about the greenhouse here's why greenhouses are interesting first i wrote that then i was sort of like well what's interesting about greenhouses like what why am i writing about that uh it's kind of this place where humans and plants uh meet in this like the plants are in the human world the humans in the plant world and then there's also this cool thing where when you enter the greenhouse you're paying attention to very particular detail you're like looking at a particular flower and that is uh i guess the poet rilke though he didn't say it this way exactly uh was like a phenomenologist so he's like looking at particular things and trying to sort of hear or like synesthetically like uh they speak and then they become the poem (laughs) so yeah like it's just it's it's looking at particular things it's and then like when it comes to the more philosophical ideas i don't think that philosophical ideas really are very interesting if they aren't grounded Mm -hmm. in something human or (laughs) maybe not even human but like but like being as opposed to it being like you know you can talk about like cognitive uh whatever all that very abstract (laughs) stuff um but if it's not applicable then Mm -hmm. it's not really like gonna work out Mm -hmm. so um is there anything else you want the world to know Uh is there anything else you want the world to know that's how Um, i end every interview (laughs) no i think that's cool that's enough (laughs) okay you want to play one last song yeah cool i think i'll I'll do a little bit of a shorty She said With a hand upon my head And we wheeled Over the field Under the sky When I was nineteen She was Twenty-one High, low High, low High, low, high We were high And praise for bright and future, airy days. His bandages have all decayed, and the sun is beating down. And from the forest flies a bird, a cardinal that's overheard, and understood the leper's words and become his shocking crown. These are the kinds of things she'd say to me while. Crying on my shoulder, and I am trying to console her. But we're high, low, 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Greg.